You're listening to Mysteries Still Unsolved, a podcast where we discuss unsolved mysteries both past and present. I'm your host, Rochelle. Today, I will be taking questions from you, my loyal listeners. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Mystery Still Unsolved. Um, Today we're going to have a podcast special. Um, Over the weekend, I got the vaccine, and it kind of threw me for a loop. I was kind of wiped out yesterday, and I usually write my podcasts and do all the research over the weekend. Um, So I was kind of debating whether I should just not do one this week, and then I was like, no, I want to hang out with them and talk to them. So I came up with this idea and um, I posed a question to you all on the Instagram Um, and I didn't really know if I'd get any questions or responses, but you guys really pulled through. So thank you guys so much for sending me questions. Um, I do, before we get to the questions, I do want to go over a couple of updates. So last week, you might not have seen, but the medical examiner who re-examined Alonzo Brooks, if you don't know about Alonzo Brooks, I cover him in episode two. Um, And it's just this really, it's this really terrible case about um, a young black man who went to the country to just have a party with his friends. And then he ended up going missing. And then when he was finally found, um, he had died. And the circumstances surrounding his death were incredibly suspicious. Um, but the town kind of tried to cover it up a little bit in my personal opinion. Um, and so they ruled his death as an accidental drowning, even though there were, there was no water in his lungs. So it was ruled as, um, an accidental drowning. Um, then Unsolved Mysteries covered it, um, in the new Netflix Unsolved Mysteries. Um, that gained a lot of media attention, a lot of public interest. So, uh, the FBI decided to reopen the case. They got permission from Alonzo Brooks's family to, um, exhume the body and do another autopsy. And the autopsy, the medical examiner, he has come forward and he has officially ruled um, Alonzo's cause of death um, as a homicide. So it is no longer believed that he um, succumbed to an accidental drowning. Um, They didn't really go into a lot of information about why they decided to change it, but I'm assuming that they found a lot of interesting information. I'm guessing this new medical examiner is not an idiot, and he was like, how can this be a drowning if there's no water in his lungs? Um, But I'm guessing that they're probably keeping it a little bit low-key because if they ever, I mean, hopefully they do, but if they ever find somebody that they want to prosecute, it's probably best if they keep that information private until the trial comes. So I am so excited about these developments. I hope that um, 
by conducting this autopsy again and ruling it as an official homicide that they're, they are really going to look into it and that we are going to get answers soon. I mean, that would just be incredible. I cannot wait until I can hop on here and tell you guys that somebody has been brought to justice for the murder of Alonzo Brooks. So, uh, let's just give it all the positive vibes that we can so that this case can finally be solved and Alonzo's family can finally, I don't know, have some peace. I mean, it's never going to get all the way better um, because I'm sure that they'd rather have Alonzo himself than justice for him. But um, I just think bringing somebody to justice and having somebody pay for their crimes is going to feel like something, right? Don't you think? Okay, another thing I wanted to mention is, I don't know if anybody saw this, but um, if you have seen the documentary Making a Murderer, then you know about Kathleen Zellner, and she posted a tweet yesterday, and it basically said something along the, uh, along the um, lines of, she said in her tweet, Oh, what, I need to pull it up. Okay. Okay, she said tomorrow. She posted this yesterday, so that would be today. She said tomorrow we will find out who really planted the RAV4 on the Avery property. And then she just left us with a cliffhanger, and I need updates. I've been checking on it all day to see if she has posted anything, and I haven't seen anything. I'm going to do it really, really quick just to see if maybe something has happened in the last couple of minutes. Okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, let's see, new develop, I'm gonna look up new developments in Stephen Avery case. Hmm. No, it doesn't look like she's posted anything yet. So when she posts something, it doesn't look like there's any like new information at the moment. But if she does, I will definitely let you know because I want to know what she has to offer. I hope that it's not just like like her just messing around, I don't know, or like trying to stir up public interest. I really hope that she actually has some information for us. Okay, so I'm going to start taking your questions, but just in in a way to like get me in the question answering mood, I'm going to do like a rapid fire this or that um, just to kind of put me in the right state of mind. So I'm going to pull up a this or that that I just found on Pinterest and that will hopefully get me in the right mindset. Okay, let's do a this or that food edition because I'm really hungry. So, <laughs> all right. So burgers or hot dogs? Um, at a barbecue, I feel like I'd probably get a hot dog just because I do not really like, um, like I like my burgers to be cooked really, really well. And I feel like when you're at a barbecue, they're usually like medium rare and I'm, I don't like the blood. So I'd probably get a hot dog just cause it's a safer bet. Okay. French fries or onion rings? That is tough. Um, I'm probably going to go with a French fry though. Okay. Hot tea or iced tea? Definitely hot tea. I love having some chamomile tea before I go to bed. It just helps to relax me. Pie or cake? Okay. I love how amazing 
people can get cakes to look, but I just don't really like the taste of cake, so I think I'd have to go with pie. Candy or popcorn? Hmm. I feel like it kind of depends on my mood, but I've been craving popcorn a lot lately, so I'm going to say popcorn. Okay, ketchup or mustard? Oh, I think definitely mustard, but it has to be Dijon mustard because I don't really like just plain mustard. Bagels or biscuits? Mm, probably biscuits. Pancakes or waffles? Definitely waffles. Especially like a good Belgian waffle with the deep holes that you can put all your berries and whipped cream. Definitely, definitely. Coke or Pepsi? I hope I don't lose followers with this answer, but I actually don't like Coke or Pepsi. I am a Sprite girl all the way. Um, but don't let that like make you not want to be friends with me anymore because this is actually a good thing for our relationship because you can have all the Coke and Pepsi that you want. I'm never going to try and steal it from you. <laughs> um, and then a smoothie or juice. And I'm definitely going to have to say smoothie. I had one for breakfast this morning and it was delicious. I love smoothies. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and start with the questions. Um, I'm not going to say your whole name just because I didn't ask permission if I could, um, but I'll probably just use your screen name, your account name, or just say your first name and your la- the first initial of your last name. So the first question comes from Ly- Liza M. I'm not sure if it's pronounced Lisa or Liza, so I do apologize. Um, I myself have a difficult name, and so I always got really annoyed, and I still get really annoyed when people say it wrong, because I'm like, it's Rochelle, like, duh, it's not that hard. Um, So I really do apologize if I got your name wrong. Um, So she asks, when you go on a trip, are you more of a planner or more go where the wind takes you? Okay, so that's a really great question. Thanks for asking me. Um... So I feel like I'm a little bit of both. Um, I feel like you kind of need to plan ahead when you go on a trip, especially if you're wanting to go to like a really popular restaurant. So what I'll do is I'll just kind of find out from my husband or from my kids like where we want to go. And if they're like, oh, I want to go to the Empire State Building or I want to go see the Statue of Liberty Um, and then we want to go to this like restaurant that's super busy. I'll try and like book out those reservations because some of those, like, I remember one time we went to Amsterdam and we were wanting to go see the Anne Frank Museum. Like I was dead set on seeing the Anne Frank Museum, but I like went online to make reservations a month and a half before and all of the days that we were going to be in Amsterdam completely sold out. Then I spoke to one of my neighbors and she said, oh, if you want to go see the Anne Frank Museum, you have to book it out three months in advance. So that made me really sad because we were in Amsterdam and we walked by the Anne Frank house like so many times, but we were not able to go inside. And that just made me super sad. Um, so I do plan ahead when it comes to those types of things. Um, but I definitely don't want to be too structured. I have a cousin who like plant, like she makes an itinerary and it says, like 8 a.m. wake up 8 15 brush your teeth like she's like super like very organized um I'm definitely not like that I just kind of try and plan like a thing here or there and then I leave like some open time for us to just kind of go where the wind takes us as you said okay so the next question is from Jamie C they ask what is your sign and do you think it fits you 
Okay, so my birthday is August 26th, which makes me a Virgo, but I'm actually right on the cusp of being a Leo and a Virgo. So I think Leo ends on August 23rd, and I was born on August 26th. So um, in terms of do I think that it fits me, kind of. I mean, if you look up the definition or like the traits of a Virgo, like it says like organized and stuff, and I do feel like I'm pretty organized, um, that I'm kind of like meticulous and like I know what I want. Um, but at the same time, I also feel like I might be a little bit more Leo than Virgo. I was looking up their traits today. Um, and so their positive traits, just to name a couple, are enthusiastic. I definitely feel like I'm that. Determined, ambitious, creative, generous, loyal, decisive, warm-hearted, confident. Yeah, like that sounds like me. And then if I read the negative ones, it's vain, egotistical, childish, overbearing, stubborn, possessive, pretentious, arrogant, cocky, and dominating. And while I definitely don't think that I have these to the extreme, there are definitely some of these that are standing out to me. And I'm like, yeah, I unfortunately am a lot of those things. Um, but let me pull up the Virgo traits just to see. Okay. Okay. So it says Virgos are known for being practical, sensible, and loyal. They make excellent friends. Virgos are known for being perfectionists and can be meticulous and single-minded in their pursuit of improvement. So, yeah, I think I kind of share um, traits from both probably because I'm on the cusp. The weaknesses that it says Virgos have are timidity, so timidness, uh, abnormal criticism. Yeah, I'm pretty critical, which is probably... My other, my day job, guys, is I am a content editor. <laughs> and so sometimes being critical can give you a career. So <laughs> don't let anybody tell you that your weaknesses aren't useful because um, you can turn them into strengths, guys. All right. So thanks so much for asking me that question. Let's go on to the next one. Okay. Kristen L. asks, from the cases we've covered, what one do you really want to know the answer to? And what about one that you haven't covered? Okay, this is hard. I feel like I want to know the answers to all of them. I'm trying to think about cases that I researched and they kind of like kept me up late at night. <laughs> and there have been a lot. Let me look up my things. I think definitely something that kept me up late at night and maybe it's just because it was like a trigger for me. Um is the, remember that episode that I did about the boys that were kidnapped from New York on the playground? Like that kept me up so late at night. Stolen Kids, episode 21. Oh my gosh, that was so difficult for me to research and to write. I think I cried like on and off during the whole research and writing of that episode. Um, I think another one that I'd want to know the answer to is, um, let's see. Oh, Patrice Andres from my episode five, 13 minutes. That one kept me up at night as well. Like I really just couldn't stop thinking about it. And also because there are like three good 
suspects for that. Like, there were two serial killers in the area at the time of her death. One of the serial killers was known to kidnap people from, like, um, from, like, grocery stores and, like, hairstylists. Like, he even mentioned one time that, like, sometimes he'd go find his victim at a hair salon, which I was like, uh, what? But then there's also the creepy husband. And while I feel like the answer is probably obvious, um, saying as I think it's, you know, the husband, usually the most obvious answer is the correct answer. Um, I just want to know. I want to know because there's just so many people that are good for doing it. I want to know who did it. Um, the other one is Mystery on the Rooftop with Ray Rivera. There are so many weird things about that case. Like, did he get dropped out of a helicopter, which is like one of the things that they were thinking about could have happened. Um, I don't know. That case is just really weird to me. And I want to know, like, was it just like he had a mental breakdown or was there something more sinister involved? That would be really interesting to figure out. Um, let's see. I'm looking through my episodes. I mean, obviously I want all of these to be solved, which is why I did a podcast of them on an episode of them in the first place. Um, again, with the most obvious answer being the correct one, but just not really knowing and like wanting to know the actual truth, probably the death of Natalie Wood that we covered in episode 28. Like I'm pretty sure it was the husband. Um, don't quote me on that because I'll deny it because I'm not legally allowed to say that, but I mean, probably, right? (laughs) Okay. And the second part of her question was what about a case that you haven't covered? Okay. Um, I think we are going to cover this case, so I'm not going to say too much about it. Um, but there is a very old, like, I think it was like in the 1920s or 30s case, um, and it's called the Torn Love Letters case. And we are going to cover it probably, I don't know, in the next couple of months. I have a full booked out calendar with all of your guys' amazing suggestions. Um, so we're I probably that one. I'm not I don't want to tell too much because I'm gonna cover it, but probably that one. Um, let's see the next question. Ice Ice Baby underscore X23. Um he asks or she, sorry, uh asks, would you rather have one really great friend or a hundred friends who kind of suck? <laughs> um, I think it probably have rather have one really great friend. (laughs) I don't want friends who suck. Um, Diamond asks, do you have any pets and are you a morning or a night person? So yes, I do have one pet. No, I have two now. Well, my daughter has one. So I guess I kind of am the one taking care of it. So technically I have two. Um, So when my husband and I were first married, Um, he had a cat growing up. It was like their childhood pet. And shortly after we got married, his childhood pet, um, passed away and it was a cat. Um, and so he was really, really sad about it. And it happened to be around his birthday. So as a birthday present to him, I, um, we, I took him as a surprise. We went down to PetSmart or Petco. They were having like, like a... I think it was like called Good Samaritan Cat Rescue. Um, and they were showcasing those cats at 
the store that day. And so I took him there and we went cat shopping and he found one that he absolutely loved and uh, we got it. And she's a tuxedo cat. We named her Kyoto, which is the sushi restaurant that my husband and I went to on our first date. Um, And she just turned 10 years old. So we have had her for nine years. When we got her, she was one. Um, and yeah, she's getting kind of old, but she's really cute. If you're not feeling well, she like comes over to you and she like cuddles with you and yeah, but she doesn't really like me. She definitely likes my husband the best. Like, I think she thinks that she is my husband's wife, (laughs) which can get kind of annoying. (laughs) Um, and then my daughter just got a fish. She's been wanting a fish forever, so we got her, like, a little bait of fish, and so she's taking care of it. It's helping her to get some responsibility. Um, And then are you a morning or a night person? I am definitely a night person. Like, as much as I'd like to be a morning person, I just, like, can't do it, and I don't understand people who are, but if you are one, good on you. I just can't do it. All right, Gigi asks, what kind of cases intrigue you, and which ones do you avoid? Okay, so I'll just do the avoid one first. As you guys probably know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a little bit, um, I don't like to do kids' cases. They are really triggering to me, um, not only because I have kids, but also because my brother was kidnapped when I was younger, um, and luckily he was found, and I talk about it in other episodes, but I'm. it's just like when I read about kids being abducted or her, it really brings back a lot of those memories that I had when I found out that my brother was kidnapped. So I try to not do those cases because it just brings up a lot of feelings. Um, cases that intrigue me, even though they scare the living crap out of me, I am so intrigued by cases where the woman was being like stalked and like tried to reach out for help so many times and was told not to worry about it and then they end up going missing. I am so intrigued by those cases because I just don't know why the women aren't being taken seriously. Like, we know our comfort levels. We know if we're in danger. We're not being hysterical. We're not being crazy or reading into things. Like, when we're in danger, we know that we're in danger, and we should be able to reach out to the people who are supposed to protect us to get protection. And so it makes me so infuriated when they're not taken seriously and then something does happen to them. And then the cops or whoever they reached out to are like, yeah, I mean, who would have thought? It's like, we told you, you dumb idiots. I don't know. I get really fired up about it. So those are usually the cases that intrigue me. Okay. Bo, 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 Bo. Clown or boo 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 clown. I don't know. Uh, what is your favorite scary movie? Hmm. Okay. So, my first scary movie that I ever watched, I think I was like 11 years old, was um, What Lies Beneath with Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, I loved that movie. I think that that kind of like got me hooked on true crime a little bit. <laughs> I don't remember if I had seen Unsolved Mysteries before that or not. I probably had seen Unsolved Mysteries first, um, but it was my first scary movie. I watched it with my mom on one of our girls' weekends, and I just remember loving it. My mom ended up buying it for me. I was, like, watching it all the time. I had 
every single time that I'd have a sleepover, I'd be like, hey, let's watch a movie. Let's watch What Lies Beneath. Like, I think I've seen that movie like a thousand times. Um, my least favorite scary, my least favorite scary movie, because it keeps me up at night and like I literally can't sleep when I watch it, is It Part 1 and 2. Um, it's a really good scary movie. So that's why I don't like it because it's just too scary. <laughs> okay. Nyala or Nyala G asks, in some of your episodes, you mention being from Utah. Are you a Mormon? What is a myth that about Utah that you want to dispel? Okay. Um, yeah. So I I'm actually from New York, but I was born here, lived here for a couple of years, like probably around the same age as my daughter. No, a little younger than my daughter. I think we moved to New York when I was four. Um, But I was, I claim New York as where I'm from because that's where I went to school and was raised and had all my friends and went to high school and stuff. So I am actually from New York, but I do live in Utah now. Um, It's almost, let me think about it. I think in a few years, I will have lived in Utah longer than I've lived in New York, which is actually making me feel pretty sad. Um, I feel like I need to go visit New York sometime to like get my, my attitude back. Um, okay. So yeah, I actually am Mormon, which is why my parents moved to Utah, I believe, um, to like go to school and, for religious reasons, they just moved here, I guess. And then, um, then they got a job. My dad actually went to Syracuse university, um, to study biochemical engineering. And so he moved to Syracuse. And then I think that the plan at the time was that we were going to move back. And then my mom just really loved it. She's from Puerto Rico and there's just not very many Puerto Ricans or there weren't very many Puerto Ricans, um, back in the day here in Utah. Um, and so I think that she just really loved being around other people who were from Puerto Rico or Cuba or the Dominican Republic. She just felt more at home there. Um, so they decided to stay. Um, but yeah, I am Mormon. Uh, what is a myth that you want to dispel about Utah? Um, probably that polygamy is no longer allowed. I think that, I mean, whenever you see a joke on Saturday Night Live or whatever about Utah, they're always talking about like, oh, and he has six wives or whatever. Like, no, you can't have six wives in Utah. If you do, you're going to get arrested and you'll get excommunicated from our church. So yeah, probably just that one. <laughs> um, Emily A. asks, what is your favorite holiday and why? Okay, so my favorite holiday for the longest time used to be Christmas until I met my, who was going to become my sister-in-law, and she's like one of my best friends, and she loves Halloween, and I actually didn't really like Halloween growing up, but she like introduced me to a whole new world, and now Halloween is my favorite. I love dressing up. I love all the spooky, scary things associated with Halloween. I love going to Halloween parties. I love throwing Halloween parties. I love it. So definitely Halloween. And my daughter shares that love with me. And whenever like September 1st comes around, we start running around the house and decorating for Halloween and we call ourselves the Halloween queens. So definitely Halloween is my favorite holiday. Okay. 
Um, oh, we got another question from Niala. Okay, she asks, do you know about the Lacey Peterson case? Do I know about the Lacey? I know about the Lacey Peterson case. And do you think that Scott did it? Hmm. Very good question. Okay, here's the thing. I do think that Scott Peterson did it, but I do not think he got a fair trial. I do not think that other avenues were explored that should have been explored. I'm specifically talking about um, the... Okay, so if you're familiar with the case, then you know that across the street from Lacey Peterson's house, there was a robbery. And apparently there had been a lot of, like, home invasions the week the weeks prior to Lacey Peterson's disappearance. Um, the man who was arrested, having been associated with those home invasions, when they went to go arrest him, without prompting, without anything. He immediately, he didn't say like, I didn't break into those houses. He didn't say that. He said, I didn't kill that girl with the baby. And I just think that's really, really interesting. Another interesting thing is that the police are trying to say that the home invasion that happened across the street from Lacey Peterson's place was on the day where there were like tons of media vans and media coverage there And they were, like, all outside of Lacey Peterson's house wanting to get a statement from Scott. And I just think it's really weird how nobody that was there mentioned anything about seeing anybody suspicious and carrying out, like, a TV or anything. Like, you would think that somebody would have seen something that day if there really was a home invasion across the street. So, I don't know. I just, something's fishy about it. And while... Oh, and then also, I remember learning about Scott's affair and being all like, oh, well, yeah, he had an affair. Definitely he would kill his wife, I guess. Like, that would be his motive. But I didn't know that the affair that he had had only been, like, a week or two. Like, it was a very early affair. Um, And I just, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just think that... Things needed to be looked into a little bit more. I do think that there was reasonable doubt um, that maybe it could actually have been somebody else, but no, none of those avenues were looked into, if that makes sense. But I mean, like I say all the time, the obvious, the obvious answer is usually the right one. So yeah, those are my thoughts on that. Okay, Finn W. asks... Um, what are your thoughts on everything going on right now? Hmm. I'm so sorry, Finn. I think you're going to have to be a little bit more specific. Are you talking about COVID-19? Are you talking about, like, civil unrest? Are you talking about, like, presidential elections? Um, but, okay, so, Finn, if you're out there listening, um, shoot me another message, and I will respond to your, to your DM. Um, just be a little bit more specific and I'll, I'll answer your question. Okay. Danny R asks, what's your favorite part of being a mom and what's your least favorite part? (laughs) Okay. So my favorite part about being a mom is just seeing their little personalities flourish. Um, and just seeing them grow up as a person, like 
Each of my kids are completely different. They're different from me and my husband, that's for sure. Like, my husband and I, we are textbook wallflowers. We are social to a point, but then we kind of, like, shut down. Um, We are definitely introverted. We gain our energy through alone time. But from what I've noticed with my daughter... She is not that way. She, when she goes to school, I always like hope and pray that when she comes home, she's going to be tired, but she is just so hyped up. Like she has so much energy after hanging out with people. And I just don't understand that when I hang out with people, I like feel like I need a vacation after a while. (laughs) Um, with my son, I'm not really sure yet. Um, I mean, he was only like one when the pandemic began. And so with my daughter, I would like force myself because I'm not extroverted. I would force myself to like do play dates with people. And I think maybe that's where her extrovertedness kind of blossomed. But with my son, I mean, we haven't really been able to do play dates with people as much. So I would be interested to know once um, we start feeling comfortable doing play dates again, like if he's going to be more introverted, extroverted. My guess is that he's going to be more introverted because he kind of takes after me. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, and then what is my least favorite part? Um, probably just planning things. Cause like I said, I like to plan things and then having them go awry. So for example, um, there's like a baby animal festival here in Utah right now. And so I planned it, have thinking that it was going to be like a fun thing for my kids to do. And, um, we went and Rylan had a blast. That's my daughter. She had a blast. Um, but my son was just like being whiny the whole time. And the whole time I was just like, I planned this thing that was supposed to be fun and now it's awful and I want to die. And then at the very end, my, my son threw up everywhere and I was just like, this is the worst. So I think probably just not, um, being in control, I guess, or like not being able to, um, organize as well as I want to, because something always comes up when you have kids. Um, oh, Maddie F. That's my mom, guys. She asks, who is your favorite podcast co-host? Hmm. I wonder who that could be. (laughs) My mom is my only podcast co-host that I've ever had. So obviously you, mom. Okay. Sandy with Annie or no, it's probably Sandy with an IE. That's probably what it is. Okay. She asks, which serial killer freaks you out the most? I think that they all freak me out. Um, well, they all kind of freak me out for different reasons. Like Ed Kemper, he scares me. Uh, Ted Bundy freaks me out because he just seems so normal. And I feel like that normalcy like really creeps me out. Um, oh my gosh, who is that one? The Night Stalker. I just watched that documentary and first off, he looks so scary. Like I would definitely not want that to be the last thing that I see before I die. And he just doesn't, he almost seems inhuman. Like I feel like there's just like nothing going on in his eyes. Like, I don't know. But then I also like, I don't know. I feel like his childhood was so hard. I don't want to give away the documentary, but he experienced like a lot of abuse was as a punishment. He was left 
at a cemetery, like at the age of seven, like the entire night. Um, and I just feel like, how can you grow up in that environment and experience all those things, not be helped in any way or get the resources that you need and not end up being evil? I mean, people were so evil to him. And I feel like you are a result of your environment unless you work really, 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 really hard to change that. So I don't know. He freaks me out probably the most. Yeah. He's just so, he, he just kind of like, you know how sometimes you see serial killers and you're like surprised. You're like, you're like, that doesn't look like a serial killer to me, which is scary in and of itself. Um, because they just look like anybody else. Um, but he kind of like, like he is like the whole, the whole part. Do you know what I mean? I hope that that's coming across the right way. Okay. Um, Flora M says, no question. Just love your podcast. I listen while I'm folding laundry and it makes me laugh and it makes it go by faster. (laughs) Hey, thank you, Flora. That is so nice. I hate laundry too. I feel like, like right now, if you went into my laundry room, I think we have laundry that's like going all the way up to the ceiling because I just don't want to do it. (laughs) It is granted like a lot of like, um, blankets and towels and stuff. So they're really bulky, but I just hate doing laundry. I hate folding it. Um, oh, and that actually reminds me of a message that I got this morning. She actually sent it a really long time ago. I don't know why I didn't get it until today, but I want to read it because it's so nice. I want to give her a little shout out. Um, let me see. Okay, so... McKenna P. wrote, Hello, I wanted to pop in and offer some words of encouragement. I'm currently a college student with loads and loads of stress and find myself able to relax myself with a few of your episodes. Thank you so, so much for all the hard work you put into each episode. Lots of luck. Thank you so much, McKenna. That literally made my entire month. I, I love that you guys are loving the, um, the cases that I'm covering. And also, as your Mystery Still Unsolved fan, please know that we are sending you all of the fairy dust, all of the pixie dust, all of the positive vibes. You are going to do so well at school. Just keep going. Just keep going. You got this, girl. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. This person says that they want to be anonymous, so I'm not going to say their name. But somebody out there... Um, they said, need advice. I am currently going to school for media and communications and I'm halfway done, but I recently have been really wanting to change my major to teaching. My parents are not happy about it. So I feel really guilty. What should I do? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's something that a lot of people go through. Like you start school thinking that you want to do one thing and then experiences, let you know that you want to do something else. Um, I'm assuming that your parents are not happy about it because maybe like the cost of it, or maybe they like think that you're giving up two years. I don't know. You'd have to be more specific about that, but I would say don't feel guilty. Just, you need to follow your dreams and follow your heart. And this is like something that you're going to be doing for like the next 30 to 40 to 50 years. It's got to be something that you want to do. It's got to be something that your heart is in or else you are not going to be happy. And 
I have a friend, um, she's kind of like my mentor and coach, and she says a lot. Um, she says, if you're not disappointing your parents, then you're doing it wrong. And I think that that's true. I think that as adults, we can take our parents, we can listen to our parents' advice, we can hear them out, but ultimately it's our decision. And I just think, don't worry about disappointing your parents. You should be more worried about disappointing yourself. And if you are not doing what your heart is in, you're doing yourself a disservice. So just follow your heart, follow your dreams. It might take a little bit longer, but I think in the end, it's going to be worth it. So you have my blessing. (laughs) Go ahead and do it. All right. Oh, this is another hard name. So I'm so sorry if I pronounce it wrong. Um, Zarik. Zarhik. I'm so sorry that I said that wrong. I, I probably butchered that. Okay. So they ask, what kind of jobs did you have growing up? Okay. So when I was in high school, I worked at a bakery um, for like three years, I want to say, and I loved it. It was so fun. I was the front like counter girl. So I was like the person that would give you your cookies or whatever. Um, and then later on, as I I worked there for three years. Um, so I started off as a counter girl and then every once in a while they'd have me come in the back and I'd make some danishes or decorate, like I do the decorations and stuff. And then my last year, um, I was a senior in high school. I was still doing counter girl. Um, but they also started giving me some other responsibilities. I wrote like invoices that we'd send out to like hotels and dentists and doctor's offices because they, um, sent them a lot of catering and, and they would give them like their breakfasts and stuff. So I started doing that and that was really fun. Um, and then after that, I went to college and I just needed something that was going to be really flexible. So I worked at a call center for this like real estate guy. Um, and then after that, I worked at a teeth whitening company. Um, and so, yeah, my teeth were really white back then. Um, they still are, but I feel like they were really, really white back then. Cause I would like use it every day cause they gave us free product. So I was like using it almost every day. Um, and then after that, after I got married, I worked at, where did I work? Oh, I worked at a jewelry company. So, um, people would come and see me to like buy their engagement rings. It was really fun to be involved in that process with the guys that would come in, um, but it was unusual to me because my husband just bought my ring. I I didn't like, I mean, I had a say in it. Like I kind of told him like the things that I liked. Um, but when I finally found Scott the ring, it was a complete surprise and like what it was going to be, how big it was going to be, the clarity, blah, blah, blah. Like I had no idea. But these girls, they come in with their boyfriends and they say like, I want this one. And so there's like no surprise factor. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. And then after that, I worked at a dermatologist's office. And now I just work for, for myself. So I am a content editor and a content writer. Um, and right now I am writing children's stories for a, um, for a reading tutoring program. So that is really, really fun. Okay, next question. Oh, actually, this is our last question. Okay, Brianna Banana underscore, well, I don't know, just like a bunch of letters and numbers. I don't want to like go out and say it. But if you could travel anywhere this very second, where would you go? 
Hmm. If I could close my eyes and go anywhere in the world, where would I go? Um, let's see. Definitely somewhere in Europe. I'd probably go to, I mean, I guess everywhere is kind of cold right now. So maybe I would go somewhere that's not in Europe because I want to get some heat in my life. Um, I would probably go to, I don't know. I feel like right now I'm saying like Croatia. That's kind of what I'm feeling. And that is in Europe, but it's like more Eastern Europe. I think I'd want to go to Croatia. I've never been there before. I've heard good things. Um, yeah, I'd probably want to go there. Sounds kind of fun. Or maybe Turkey. Like the architecture there is so pretty. I want to go there so bad. Or like Prague or something. I'm feeling very drawn to like Eastern Europe in this very moment. So probably somewhere over there. All right. Let me just double check. Make sure that I didn't miss any questions. Um. No. Okay. I got all of them. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for sending in questions. I really appreciate it. When I did the call out, I really wasn't sure if anybody was going to send any questions. Um, and then I was super like sad that I wasn't going to be able to do an episode because I just wasn't going to have the energy to do all the research and the writing when I'm not feeling too hot. Um, so yeah, I am so like elated right now that you guys care enough to send in questions and want to get to know me and my opinions on cases that we've covered and cases that we haven't covered. Um, thank you guys so much for being here. I so, so appreciate all of you. I, I honestly feel like we're friends. I do feel bad that it's a little bit one-sided because you guys get to hear me all the time, but I don't really get to know you guys. So if you want to send me a DM, I am always happy to send, to like have a conversation with you guys. I want to get to know you guys as well. And, um, if you are not already following me on social media, um, I have an Instagram account. It's at mystery still unsolved. Um, there we discuss, uh, the cases that I cover, we talk about our thoughts, our theories, our opinions on the cases. Um, if you don't want to do it in like a public setting or a public forum, you can always shoot me a DM. You can send me a case suggestion. You can just say hi. You can ask for advice. You can just send me words of encouragement like McKenna did. And like, um, oh my gosh, sorry, sorry, sorry. What was her name? Flora, thank you so much, McKenna and Flora, for just reaching out and just telling, letting me know that you guys like the podcast. That means a lot to me. It's a lot of work. Um, and so sometimes I'm not really sure if I'm doing it for any specific reason, but then this is like a testament to me that you guys are really liking the podcast and that's giving me the motivation to keep going. So thank you guys so much for being here every week. I love you guys. I wish the best for you. I'm sending all the pixie dust, all the good vibes. Um, and don't forget to join me here next week when together we'll discover, did someone ever place a useful tip? Has justice prevailed? Or is the mystery still unsolved?